And welcome to Trivia Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is the Super Bowl episode. How are we doing today, good sir? I am fantastic. How are you? Doing great. I will say that breaking down this game just about gave me an ulcer. Trying to figure out edges on how the game was going to go was about the most stressful I think I've been in a long time. So I'm in a I'm in a weird spot. Like I'm I'm sort of doom and gloom because football season's about to end. But I'm also like, man, I'm so glad just to have a break from like this crazy breakdown stuff, like being able to sleep again, working out. Ooh, I've gained some LBs. <laughs> we're, we're getting up there, like having a bit of a life again. Um, and then in like two weeks, I'm going to be like, I, I wish I had football back. Oh, yeah, I know. It, it, it's, it's sad coming to an end, but yeah, you're right. It, it is stressful to think about these games, especially this one. This one's tough. I, I, I'm like coming to this pod and I'm like, man, I think the people are going to want to know who I want to win this game. And I'm like, still don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough one. We'll give the best breakdown we can. But first, the NBA is taking a page out of the NFL's book. Like in the offseason, the NFL reigns on every sports parade by breaking news left and right. The NBA is having themselves a week. First, Kyrie heads to Dallas. Then I woke up this morning, saw something where, where KD was doing an interview in a Suns jersey. I thought it was a joke. Like I thought he was just like, that's where I want to get traded. No, he actually got traded there. I One of those moments where I just couldn't believe what happened overnight. Well, yeah, I woke up and I saw a tweet, and it, it wasn't like one of those tweets where it directly is reporting what happened. It's more like some like something like cryptic is said about like the Nets and everything, and I'm just like, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. So then I, like, I keep scrolling, and I say, wait a minute, Kevin Durant was traded in the middle of the night? Yeah, blown away by that. And, yeah, the NBA, it's, it's not nearly as entertaining as the NFL, but man, those players have a lot of power over there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I mean, poor Nets fans. They had they had the back in the day big three trade that ended terribly with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and I think Darren Williams was on that team. Darren Williams. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had this one with Kyrie Harden, Kevin Durant. Nothing to show for it. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> they played sixteen total games together. What a joke. Unreal. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're the Nets, you you get a nice support player in Mikel Bridges. I like him. Good role guy. And you get some picks to maybe rebuild, but like they're not going to be lottery picks. So right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's a bad situation. I will say this. We're not going to go full NBA mode here, but like we may all want to pump the brakes on like the Suns are automatically winning because while that starting lineup is deadly, we have seen depth is a thing in the NBA. Like, there's a reason Miami Heat didn't win every championship when they had LeBron Wade and Chris Bosh early. Like, you've still got deep teams in the East, like the Celtics, the Bucks. You've got a deep West where there's some teams like, who's going to play defense outside of Aiden? Like, what is that going to look like chemistry-wise? So, like, let's maybe pump the brakes. Like, they're automatically getting a ring, but they're definitely in the conversation. Yeah, they definitely are, but let's not also forget this is unfortunate, but it's also pretty much inevitable. Chris Paul's going to get injured in the playoffs. He always does. Yep. I, I did think like, oh, Someone Chris. Someone will. Durant, I mean, it, they're all very injury prone. This is very true. Very true. I did feel, I, I did was like, oh, man, Chris Paul might finally get his ring, which would be nice because, man, yeah. has he been one of the best point guards we've ever seen in the NBA and still has no ring, which is his biggest downfall in criticism. And kind of nice for Durant. Like, this is the first time where, like, he can just be whatever kind of player he wants to be because he doesn't have Steph that he had in goal, like, all these personalities that he had on the Golden State Warriors. When he was with Oklahoma, he had Russell Westbrook, who was not really a true form point guard. Then you had Kyrie, Harden, whoever was available, like you said, for only 16 games. Here you've got a true blooded point guard in Chris Paul. Devin Booker, who's good off the ball, and then you can kind of be who you want to be. Yeah, I agree. He has he's on a team that actually has some young studs, as in Booker and Aiton. 
So, I mean, that's, that's good for him to have because, I mean, obviously we know Durant. Durant is just like, it's crazy how long he's been in the league. I, you, we always think about LeBron, but then you don't realize like, Durant's old too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice that he has some younger guys that he can rely on to you know, get some buckets as well. Yep. And then Kyrie, Luca. Not going to spend a whole lot of time, but the jokes just write themselves. I mean, th- there's only one ball joke. Has never been more prevalent. I, if you're a role player on the Mavs, you just don't expect to ever get the ball again because those are two guys that are ball heavy users. Like they do not play great off the ball. They need the ball in their hands. I mean, Kyrie is an all time special player, but like that's only when he shows up because we also know all the baggage he has going on for him. Yeah, I'm thinking short term. This is, you know, I think it's very good for the Mavericks. I don't think they want to, I don't know if they want to lock Kyrie up long term. That's, super risky obviously but i do think they'll get a lot of effort out of him because all they need is him to put in like effort for like 25 games i I do think unless Kyrie goes off the wall which certainly can i think they will get that out of him but you're right i don't think it's really necessarily a good fit they're both big time one-on-one players um they both get a lot of assists at the same time so they'll dish it out for like three balls and stuff there's not going to be much of a facilitation on offense (laughs) no not at all and that heard it perfectly like you got Kyrie. This is the trade when you make Kyrie, or make a trade for Kyrie is like late in the season when you need to make a push, not beginning of the season because he's good for about half a season, and then Kyrie starts to come out of the woodworks. The real Kyrie, he's got that fake persona that's like trying hard, and we get the the magic that is Kyrie because he's an all time ball handler, one of the best players in the NBA when he decides to show up and actually play. Um, so this was a good push from their perspective, John Morant. Talk about the dude who's having just a bad overall couple weeks here. Ever since saying he's not worried about the West, he's what, 0-6 against the West. Now he's got Kevin Durant and Kyrie approaching on his Western Conference. They look terrible. Like, he's all-time hot seat. He is all that, all that they said. And then we also know there's some off-the-court rumblings going oh on where God. maybe he doesn't look too good, um, which is kind of unfortunate because we we love watching him on the court. And – for a while there, we weren't seeing this this, this stuff happening, but yeah. now it's all coming to light, and so that's very unfortunate as well. So yeah, he is definitely having a a rough go, uh, pretty much all year so far, twenty twenty three. The TikTok cut of um, pasting his clips over the Eminem Eminem Papa Doc at the end of Eight Mile lyrics have been all time great. Like this is the best part of the internet. Like this is why the yeah. internet is undefeated every time. It's the entertaining side of it. <laughs> You gotta love it. You're just sitting there at work and you're just dying just because you're watching something on. You shouldn't be watching at work to begin with, and you're just laughing. It's yeah, great. just laughing your ass off. Um, all right, let's talk about why the people come here. That is the Super Bowl, and I told you to start with. I had about an ulcer trying to break this game down, and I think the matchup storyline sort of goes as this. You know, you have the Chiefs coming in. They are the perennial team in the NFL for the longest time. The Super Bowl ran through Foxborough. Now it runs sort of through Arrowhead. I mean, for decades now, the ideal was Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. That's what franchise we were building for. That's what they wanted. Now you're looking at Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. They lose one of their top weapons in Tyree Kill this offseason. Doesn't matter. They have just a buffet of average to best players in their conference championship game. Don't get phased there. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. Andy Reid is arguably the best coach at this current moment. Now, I'm not saying longevity. Bill Belichick still has it. So, Patriots fans, calm down. I'm just saying right in this moment, right now, arguably the best coach in the league. Going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are going to take their lickings in the media. This has arguably been the easiest path to the Super Bowl that I've ever seen in my nearly 30 years 
um, on this planet. This is a defense that is hard to evaluate because they played the easiest schedules of offenses, but yet you have an offense that's absolutely cooking and is and is grounded in a running game that has seen an extremely tough schedule of rush defenses. So they are battle tested there. It's a tough matchup. It's great roster versus legacy here. Let's talk about it. What do you make of this matchup? I mean, yeah, you said it really good. It, it, it's tough to see here. It's like the Eagles, my biggest concern with them, and you kind of just mentioned it, in my opinion, they haven't had to get serious for weeks. I mean, their first matchup, I mean, they played the Giants, and we already know how they matched up against the Giants. We, we, I, we both felt very confident the Eagles <laughs> yes. were going to beat them. Um, I mean, this was the third time they met, and, and the first time they met, just absolutely dominated them. Second time, it wasn't as big of a deal for them. It was a much bigger deal for the Giants. They still beat them pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that's my biggest concern right now for Philly because I, I like their roster so much more than I like Kansas City's, but they just haven't had to get serious. And, obviously, they go and they play San Francisco. We think, you know, this is the moment. Here it is. Um, time for them to get really tested. And then we all get we all saw what happened there. So, I mean, they knew they were going to the Super Bowl in the first quarter. Yep. So that's really concerning to me. But then, like I said, their roster just top to bottom is unbelievable. You look at the position groups, and I give the Chiefs quarterback, tight end. Yep. That's it. In terms of position groups. <laughs> that's all. Better coaching, yep. which is good. But And while I'm giving them quarterback and tight end, I mean, the Eagles are still really strong at quarterback and tight end. <laughs> that is concerning to me. Um, I mean, you look at some of the position groups. Yes, I think. Chris Jones is the best defensive lineman on the field in that game. But, I mean, you just look at oh. everyone that the Eagles have on the defensive line. I mean, Josh Sweat, they have Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. I mean, they're just so deep on the line. So, while, I mean, so I obviously give them the advantage there. So, it's tough for me. It's, it's tough for me to go against the Eagles, but then you also forget what's the most important position in the game, and that's quarterback. And it really all comes down to Mahomes. I, I don't think they're going to, you're going to see many rushing attempts from Kansas City. I, I think that's, I mean, they had to rush a little bit, but it's almost a waste of a play, in my opinion, in this type of game. Um, Philly's going to rush the hell out of the ball. They're a ball-dominant, possession-dominant team. Um, one thing that concerns me is just, like, where and how does Kansas City stop Philly? I, I don't know. I think that's a really good place to s- start. Um I don't know. I was thinking about matchups, like who has the biggest advantage. And I think both these offenses match up extremely well against the defenses they're facing. It's like, who's going to make the stop? But there's a legitimate question here of, can the Chiefs put Jalen Hurts into known passing downs, given just how good this offensive line for the Eagles is playing, just how good they're able to run the ball? And if Jalen Hurts can use the RPO, is there a way that you stop this Eagles offense, which by the way, Howie Roseman is the executive of the millennium. That offense is completely drafted outside of AJ Brown. Every single offensive starter for the Eagles, with the exception of AJ Brown was drafted by the Eagles. That is incredible. I don't understand how they did it. And you flip the side on what he did with the defense. Now you can do that because Jalen Hurts is getting paid pennies on the dollars because he's doing a rookie right. deal right now. But like what Howie Roseman has done with this team is phenomenal yeah i i it, it annoys the hell out of me seeing that happen just two hours north of my team but i, I can't argue it he 
he's not afraid to make moves. He's not afraid to go for it. And it, I mean, it's paid off for this team. It, it infuriates me, but I, I completely agree. He is, he's, he's the best GM in football, in my opinion. Yep. Now, the thing that I think was giving me the hardest time evaluating, and we sort of teased it, you talked about it briefly. I don't know, how are you evaluating this? Because I was looking at this. The Eagles' defense is coming to this game, I I think a little bit maybe overhyped from my perspective because they've got playmakers all over the place. Don't get me wrong. Great individual players. But they never really got tested. And the time that we were looking forward to see them get tested was last game against the 49ers. And of course, there's the injury right off the bat. And once again, they don't get tested. Um, So it's hard. Do you, how do you evaluate them knowing that they've played the easiest schedule of offenses this season in the NFL? They haven't really been tested. The few times they've had to step up in class against offenses, those offenses have done relatively well. Um, where do you kind of mark this? Do you think they're being evaluated correctly by the market? Do you think they're overvaluated? How do you view this Eagles defense? I mean, yeah, I, I do agree. They they haven't been tested very much when it comes to playing elite quarterbacks. The most elite quarterback they've played has been Dak Prescott, who, by the way, did tear them off. Yeah. So that is something, you know, that's a very good point that you bring up there. I mean, I think Dak had like 350 yards and I think he had three maybe four touchdowns he definitely had three touchdowns and I know he didn't throw too many pickles in that game and that's saying something with Dak this year um so yeah that that is something you know very interesting to bring up because they have not been necessarily tested through the air um you know the easy thing that I've heard the funny thing I've heard this week is people have been saying how this is the toughest quarterback Philly's played I'm like well anybody playing Kansas City that's the (laughs) toughest quarterback they played so (laughs) that always makes me laugh but yeah, so that's going to be interesting because I mean, they have not, like we said, they have not seen anyone like this. Um, and they have shown at times now they've addressed it because that's what, how he does. He addresses things. Um, they have shown at times that they could be run on. Um, the commanders showed that uh, right away. They went out and got Indominus Sue. That's helped. Um, so yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point where it comes to Mahomes could definitely pick them apart because the defense is, Definitely a little overhyped, especially on the back end, in my opinion. I do like their defensive line. I actually love that defensive line. Oh, it's phenomenal. And, I mean, they show in the way they play defense. Their defensive philosophy is essentially, we're going to beat you up front with just our guys. We don't have to blitz anything exotic. We can get pressure just naturally. And we're going to drop back and see if you can beat us that way. And it's worked fantastic. But I think the biggest red flag on this side of the ball, Chiefs offense versus the Eagles defense, is it is extremely rare in the NFL for teams that are in the Super Bowl to not have their offense and defensive coordinators getting interviewed for other jobs. You have not heard once Jonathan Gannon's name being mentioned for other jobs. This was a guy that last year was even being thought about being fired, but Howie Roseman did Howie Roseman things, got him great players, they play an easy schedule, and all of a sudden we're like, this Eagles defense is phenomenal. And it is very good, but you have to realize who you're going against here. You're going up against Andy Reid, in Patrick Mahomes, the pinnacle of the NFL. They've got two weeks to figure this out. They are in a dome. There is no elements to, you know, deter their plans here. Jonathan Gannon's a big fan of zones. There might not be another organization that teaches their weapons 
to defeat zones better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Their wide receivers, and Travis Kelsey especially, he might be the best tight end to do it in this aspect, sits in holes within zones so perfectly and get open, and Patrick Mahomes can absolutely pick you apart. So then it becomes, can you get pressure naturally, or does Gannon throw a curveball here and go all man? And it's like, well, the two times they went all man was against the Commanders. That didn't go particularly well <laughs> and against an Andy Dalton-led offense who also sort of trashed them when they played their highest versions of man. So I'm having a really hard time figuring out how the Eagles get stops here if they can't manufacture extremely high levels of pressure, which then on the other side, Patrick Mahomes has shown it's incredibly hard to get him down, even with a bump foot, and he's now got two weeks to get that healthy. Yeah, you definitely got to think that Mahomes is going to be moving a little bit better this week. I would imagine he's got two weeks. They'll give him all the drugs he needs to make sure he can't feel anything. Um, the good thing about Philly, for the most part, is they haven't really needed to bring a lot of pressure in order to generate pressure. Um, so that, that I think, is something that you know will be interesting to see. But you also, you know, if they're not getting pressure and then they start to bring pressure, well, Mahomes might destroy you then. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's going to be really tough, uh, especially if Mahomes is getting time and they're while they're only bringing like rushing about four and they have to start bringing five, six. Then, I mean, yeah, that could really then bite them in the ass. Yeah. That'll be the first prop bet I give out on the podcast. Patch Mahomes over rushing attempts. It's sitting at four and a half at DraftKings right now, plus 130. I mean, if the Chiefs are just up three kneel downs, that's three out of the four. Five, you need to get this rushing attempts. I have a feeling he's going to be flushed out of the pocket at some point with the high pressure rates the Eagles bring. He's a great escape artist. I am laying my money there. Um, yeah, I don't hate that because we've seen a lot this year just with, you know, somewhat less of like somewhat lack of weapons, not really, but less weapons than he's used to. He has definitely taken off a bit more than what we've seen. Absolutely. Now, this is what I need you to either talk me out of or. I'm going hard in this one. Miles Sanders over 13 and a half rushing props. Because here's the issue. I don't understand how the Chiefs stopped this rushing offense. That offensive line is dominant. Sure, if you look at the recent sample pool of Miles Sanders carries and yardage, it's it's skewed because they don't they have to play for tomorrow. They've been up big against these teams. It's like, why are we gonna t- have our star running back take the abuse late in games that we're winning? So they kind of take their foot off the pedal, but there is no tomorrow. And there's a good chance they might be playing from behind here, or not playing from behind, but playing from a position where they want to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, really allow the rush game to speak. I'm having a hard time figuring out how the Chiefs defense stops this Eagles off rush offense. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. You said 12 and a half, 13, 13 and a half. 13 and a half. I don't hate it, especially, I mean, this is 50-50 here, but especially if Philly gets the ball first. Oh, I could yeah. see them coming out and just sticking the ball in his gut a bunch, trying to establish that run early, test the Chiefs on the ground, see if they can just manhandle them and just hold on to the ball for the majority of the game. So then I really love it. Um, but regardless, I do like it because I think they're really going to want to pound the ball as much as they can. This is a weird. I don't. Do you see a path forward for the Chiefs to get stops to put Jalen Hurts in known passing downs? Because I think this is the weak point. You know, both these offenses match up so well against these individual defenses. And if you're going to beat the Eagles, you have to put Jalen Hurts, who's also banged up, and the injury is affecting yep. him. We saw when he's tried to throw the ball, especially in the 49ers game. Ball kind of sailed on him a little bit. It's not been the best. He's not even really throwing to the right side of the field anymore. So there's clearly an injury factor there. But the Chiefs' run offense has not been great, and that is the strength of this Eagles offense. Do you think the Chiefs have enough juice? Does 
you know, Steve Spagnola have enough in his bag to get Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense into known passing downs, where then I think they can maybe get some turnovers on down situations. Unfortunately, I don't really see how they can. <laughs> um, I know, Sp- I mean, Spags is he's an awesome defensive coach. He's, I mean, he's been doing it for like at this. He's been doing it forever at this point. Um, yeah, because we're we're old, and I remember when he was a kid. I, mean, I remember <laughs> him when we were kids. Um, <laughs> I was gonna so, say, did you get in a time machine there, bud? <laughs> yeah, no. So, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think he could, he's gonna try to draw up some exotic type of blitzes and stuff, and and that might work. Um, but it, it's gonna be really hard. I, I just think I, I think that the Eagles' offense has a more of an advantage over the Chiefs defense than the Chiefs defense has on, on the Eagles. Chiefs offense has on the Eagles defense. Yeah. <laughs> I just do. I, I like the Eagles offensive advantage more. I do as well. And here's the real problem too, is if they can get their RPO going and they make Jalen Hurts a runner, which I think they're going to have to do, they have a too high safety killer in Devontae Smith. When Devontae Smith in this offense has seen too high shell looks which the Chiefs love to run Devontae Smith has had himself a day um so this is an offense it's going to be really interesting on how I don't exactly know how both these defensive coordinators come out um and kind of approach these offenses because those are like we said I think both these offenses match up perfectly against these defenses so with that being said and the matchup disadvantages in there how do you see, it's the million-dollar question of the day, this game breaking down, and are you going to place a bet before we get into all the prop bets and things we might like outside of just a pure game bet? How do you think this one's going down, and have you or are you thinking you are going to place a full game bet? I, I Unfortunately, as much as it hurts me to say, I, I just think the Eagles from top to bottom – they are the better team. They're the team that's rolling right now. I mean, obviously, if you get to the Super Bowl, you're rolling. But they just seem – they've seemed to be kind of it all season long. I, I just like – they're they're better in the trenches um, on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Obviously, there is a quarterback advantage in Kansas City, but Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate himself. So, I am leaning Eagles. It just kills me. The first 26 years of my life, I always laugh that they didn't have a Super Bowl. Now they're going to get their second. Unbelievable. <laughs> It is. I yeah. It's. I think as as long as the Eagles can get a stop or two here on the Chiefs, I do think because as long as they can run their script and they're not playing from behind, which they haven't really had to do all season long. Nope. And they can run the ball, control the clock, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. I do see the path forward sort of for the Eagles. That's why I immediately jumped out when that line opened plus two and a half Eagles. I was like. Grab some of that. Now I've grabbed some of Kansas City at plus two and a half, though. Um, so I'm on both sides. I have it's small nibbles. Haven't taken a full yeah. chunk out. I think if you want to back the Eagles and you want to maybe look for a hedge, the MVP market might do that because there's no shot the Chiefs are winning without Patrick Mahomes being the MVP because that's the only way they can win is Patrick Mahomes has to go out and win the Super Bowl because of the way this team is constructed. But I think you hit it perfectly. It's just... It's a more talented roster, but in the two most important categories, quarterback and coaching, you give the edge to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It'll be an interesting one. It's why I don't hate a prop bet for the game to end in a walk-off field goal, but <laughs> plus, I think, Love 130 or, what, or whatever it was. I got to look that up again. I think it was plus 1,000. Yeah, plus 1,000. Whew, man, that could be something special. 
Um, so with that said, any prop bets, anything you're looking for advantage wise in this game that you think people can take advantage of or just look for in general? Well, yeah, I, I think there's three bets that I'm looking at. If, if you, it goes to, if you like either team, um, I expect there to be some sacks in this game and I expect the, you know, the, the sack artist to get it. That is Hassan Reddick, Chris Jones, Josh Sweat, those people. Uh, those people, those those players, um, <laughs> monsters up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, right. Um, so, like, if if you like the Eagles to win, there's a Son Reddick to record a sack and Philadelphia Eagles to win plus one ninety. I like Ooh, that. I like that as well. Yeah. You do Chris Jones on the other side of the Chiefs to win. It's plus two forty. You do Josh Sweat and the Eagles to win plus two fifty. So I, I mean, I might dabble on all of them, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Sweat one. He's got a nice matchup advantage in that game in the yeah. trenches too. Oof, man. Yes, he absolutely does. So I, I like, you know, it, all you got to do is get a win, and you know there's going to be sacks. And, I mean, one of those three studs, if not all three of them, are going to record a sack. I agree. I very much agree. Um, I don't hate – now, this is very small bet, very small bet, but any QB to have a reception at plus 20 – or 1,200 – this is a game where I think at some point we may see a little trickery. Both of these teams are very heavy on this. Um, I think that in order to combat the Eagles' defense, we're going to see a lot of heavy personnel. We're going to see a lot of jet sweeps. I don't hate a potential, you know, little dish off and then dish it back to Patrick Mahomes, potentially, or and the other way around for the Eagles as well. Um, so I do also like that. The Travis Kelsey touchdown anytime, the odds aren't great payout, but I do think that's going to happen because I think the way the Chiefs are going to have to to really win here is they're going to have to do a lot of, I think, 13 and 12 personnel. 13 especially, which they've shown incredible efficiency in. That's three tight ends, a wide receiver, and a running back for those at home. Um, Watson is back from his illness. They can really run that unit, and they have been incredibly efficient in that. And so I do think Travis Kelsey is going to have an opportunity here, especially if Gannon opts to use zone. We talked about it earlier. He might be the best tight end in finding holes within zones and sitting down um, on those. So I also like him to have touchdown anytime. Like I said, Patrick Mahomes over four and a half rushing attempts. And the walk-off field goal is plus 1,000. I do very much like that because, like I said, this game, I got an, I almost got an ulcer trying to break this game down. It is hard to find. Like, if you told me it's a blowout either team, I think it's much more the case of the Eagles would have that. I wouldn't be shocked, but I also would be... Because this Super Bowl has a weird feel. There's For some reason, I get the vibes. It's not the same scenario, but you remember that Broncos-Panthers game, which wasn't much of a game? And like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sort of gives those vibes. Where like, I could see a situation like that, but man, do I think this is just going to be close because I think both these offenses have huge edges over yep. these defenses. So a walk-off field goal, I am, I am thinking about placing a small little wager just because the odds are so good. It is calling to me. I like that. Um and I like the Travis Kelsey play real quick. I think he, he has 17 total games in the playoffs. So that's a full season, over 1,400 yards and 15 touchdowns. So, good. Uh, I imagine that he is going to score. Um, going off of your walk-off field goal, there's another bet here where say they miss, say they hit an upright or a crossbar on that walk-off field goal. Don't worry because I have a plus 450 bet for you. Any field goal they hit, an upright or a crossbar. 
I could see it happening. I could uh, as well. You're telling me that somebody isn't going to get ballsy and try to push the distance of a field goal and hit something there? Yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and did you you mention the the quarterback receiving a catching a pass? Is that what you said? Yeah, I said catching a pass. I like. Yeah, I do like that. How you said that. They're just two innovative offenses. Andy Reid's always doing crazy shit. So yep. yeah, I, I I like that a lot. Um, I do like Jalen Hurts. 25 plus rushing yards in each half at plus 300. Ooh. I don't hate that. I don't hate um, that because I do think that is going to have to be part of the game plan. I mean, there is no yeah. tomorrow. I know he's injured, but yeah. there's no tomorrow. You have to because your RPO run is an RPO run if he's not running. <laughs> like, he's going to have to use right. the legs. <laughs> he's going to have to run. I mean, one thing about Hurts, we know he's not scared of this moment. Um, I mean, he's kind of comparable like to like Joe Burrow. Like, I mean, oh he played in massive yeah. games. Jalen Hurts played in huge games. He, the, the Super Bowl is not going to phase him, nope. in my opinion. Um, I agree so, with that. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's going to run wild in this game. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. So I like 25 yards in each half. I don't hate that. That's a good That's a good find. I do very much like that because, like I said, he's going to have to be part of the game plan there. Um, if you're on the offshore books still or if you're in a you know dead zone for sports betting, taking a look at the national anthem over. It has been trending that way the last couple of years, and we got Chris Stapleton up there. Ain't no shot he's coming under on that one. There's a bet out there, too. First person they show, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, they're going to show Patty. Come on now. Yeah. He's the face of the league at this point. He's the best quarterback yeah. in the league. They're going to show him first. Um, that's about all I've got prop bets-wise. I mean, there might be some more we throw out there. Um I always yeah. stick to I always stick with orange Gatorade. It's the classic. Yep. It's the first color Gatorade ever ever came out with. Um, it's obviously it's not always orange, but I always go orange. I agree with that. Uh, it's I also like the best, well. in my opinion. I've gone blue the last couple of years and keep losing on it. I'm not I'm mm, not going that yeah. way again. Not I agree. Blue. It's not gonna blue. go orange. Um, like I said earlier, if you are looking to bet the Eagles but want to put some hedge out there, Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP might not be a terrible idea if you want to hedge it a little bit um, because of the numbers you're seeing out there. The Eagles have a buffet of guys who could win MVP, so there's no real hedging there. There are so many guys that could win that MVP battle. Um, oh, yeah, Miles Sanders over 13, 14, whatever whatever his over is right now. 13, 13, 13 14, yeah, 13 and a half. I'm putting that on, on my card as well. Um. Anything else uh, before we wrap this up? Or no, that is about it. I think it's like I said. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it should be good. I agree. I cannot wait for it. All right, that'll do us for us on Super Bowl Sunday's podcast. Actually, this is coming out Friday. I don't know why I said that. I'm brain dead at this hour. <laughs> this week, these two weeks of trying. Weekend. To, yeah, it's just it's been a grind this season. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed the contest, and we will be back as always. Peace.